This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another Sing. time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No, I don't care. Right to the just hook. A white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Hey, low budget live, not so live. Thank God I'm not live. I'm not live. We have had so much live in the last three. Days, what's up, you bunch of low-lifers back in the bar and grill? A little sunburnt, a lot tired. The voice is a little strained, but feeling good. Feeling good. This is the podcast for Monday, March the 15th, 2021. And I got to tell you, got to tell you, it feels good to be talking to all you low-lifers out there. And if you're new to this program, congratulations. You are now a low-lifer. And that is what the listeners of this fine program call themselves, the Low Lifers. So welcome. Welcome. It is, uh, man, it's been a crazy week. I, I, I hope most of you tuned in to see the MPFL's debut. We've talked it up on here a lot, and we did it, man. We did it. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible. We're going we're gonna to get to it. 
we're going to get we're going to get in deep on the MPFL but I uh, just want to thank everybody for watching of course there were technical difficulties the first day and a little bit the second day but a lot of moving parts in live a lot of y'all messaged me and comment ah oh, good talking over the anglers you talking over hey man talking over the anglers man if i was doing commentary i wouldn't be doing that well here's what you don't know so the first day we dudley and i had zero audio feed for a portion of the day coming from the anger we could hear nothing we get paid to fill dead air that's what commentators do commentate the game so in our headphones coming from what was going to the world we weren't hearing anything no clue um we watch the game play out on a very small monitor so i can't even see if somebody's talking especially with the cameraman behind them most of the shots are at their back so the first day yeah we we couldn't hear man we couldn't hear um, that was the biggest issue and we couldn't hear our producer you know throwing us into breaks transitions different things which is kind of my job to take it to the limit take it to the next spot you know in the program there but uh you know frustrated saw comments Pe- people it- it's like i said about rob turkla fishing professional fish dave and i did or or you know christine fisher uh you know some of the female anglers different things People get no chance. You don't get a chance to mess up. You're not going to get a chance to mess up. Uh, This production was so above and beyond anything I even expected to get into as far as just the the freaking equipment and the moving parts. There were so many people that worked very, very hard on this. And, man, I'm so grateful to be a part of the National Professional Fishing League. Exceeded every expectation I had. Um, Like I said, had our issues. Had our issues. But overall, it's one of the best events I've ever been a part of. Dudley and I had a blast. I, I didn't get to see a lot of the coverage. Obviously, I mean, I watched the coverage, but haven't seen the product. But from what I'm hearing and what I've heard from industry people that I really respect and fans alike, looked good. Just nowhere to go, but just keep on this trajectory, man. And and so I want to thank all you lowlifers. I, I saw some of you commenting and uh, and on the MPFL Twitter, and I saw, you know, I, I, my DMs are crazy from negative to positive and all kinds of stuff. I'm trying to get back, but I, I feel like I've been in a in a damn whirlwind. You know, I haven't feel like I haven't slept, and I haven't. Um, we, you know, we were working tirelessly to try to get all the bugs worked out. And of course, Dudley and I were right in the middle of that. Uh, watching people work, but having to help with mic tests and different things. And, and man, you turn around, you know, we basically get 12 minutes of breaks over a six hour broadcast period. And so you're, you're like locked in, you know, you got to be focused up the whole time. And y'all know me, I got ADD, I'm all over the place. So it was a very, you know, it was a challenge and, and um, but I loved it. I loved it. I, I feel like it's something that uh, has always been inside of me that I wanted to do, you know, and, and as it grew on day two and then yesterday, we're just having so much fun. I thought, man, I, I love it. And I, and I also, on the other hand, I have an utmost respect, not that I already didn't, but for guys like Tommy Sanders and Mark Zona and Dave Mercer and, and uh, you know, guys that have been doing this for so long that were kind of the pioneers of live fishing. Uh, but anybody in television, anybody that, that, that you know, is a personality – these production, man, it's just not hard. It's, it's, I mean, it's just not easy. It's not just hitting the red button and, and going on about your day. You know, uh, things happen. Things happen. And, uh, but it was awesome. The anglers did great on camera. Um, John Soka, 
our first champion, MPFL. We're, we're going to get into that. I've got a great guest today. Holy cow. Drove home. I, I was just <clears throat> recording this on Sunday. <clears throat> feel like I got a frog in my throat. But uh, recording this on Sunday, so the FLW is not over, the Big Five. It's not over. Uh, John Cox, of course, has been winning that. Cox Watch. Cox Watch been leading that. But uh, I'll be honest with you, about middle of the day on Sunday, this will upload a Monday. I haven't even watched it. I am. Uh, I drove home. I'm extremely tired, but I'm trying to hook up to that express and go fishing this afternoon. So clear my mind. Just kind of, whew, and kind of, you know, take it all in, man. It, it's a... Uh, I found when you're involved in events like this, of course, this is the first time doing the commentating thing, but like whether it's the classic or ICAST, cool events where things happen, things happen personally, you know, and, and you feel good, uh, that it's just such a blur that you almost don't take it in in that moment, right? But something special happened down in Ufall, Alabama. And I'm very proud to be a part of that league, and they ain't going nowhere. I'll just tell you that. If we can keep on the path we're on, it was it was a very very impressive event from a organization standpoint. The way they the drive through weigh in everything, just incredible. Blown away by it. Fish tournament since I was twelve years old. Never seen anything go this smooth. That's honestly that's not a shot at bass or FLW or MLFLW or <clears throat> you know hell anybody. It was just truly like there are only certain people that could pull this off. And Brad Fuller and Al McCullough and Paul Benson are three of those people that could pull it off. From, an, from a logistical standpoint, they were just, everything was so beyond organized, I could not even, and I know these guys are organized because I deal with them every day, but it was beyond, it was beyond it. And the boss lady, Michelle Fuller, leaving out Miss Michelle, but with a very skeleton crew, they ran a very major, major professional bass event. And man, there's people watching. There's people watching and, and, uh, and it feels good. It feels good. The numbers were good. And uh, we're going to take it into Wright Patman. Uh, I want to say a huge thanks to the sponsors of LBL, just like every week. Get you some StarTron. Kicking ethanol in the teeth, man. Little dab will do you in this little blue bottle right here, but you put it in your weed eater. Put it in your chainsaw. I know you're going to be using that weed eater. Freaking weeds popping up everywhere now in Tennessee. I've been in South Alabama. I come home and spring has sprung. There was ice two weeks ago. Now we got... I know they're faking us out. I know there's more snow coming. I've lived here long enough, but everything's greening up, so I'm going to be on that weed eater sooner than I'd like to be. But I'm going to drop a little dab of Startron in there, kick that ethanol in the teeth. Better If your boat's been sitting all freaking winter, you better put some in your fuel tank because ethanol will eat your motor alive, man. Nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run. So kick it in the teeth. Shake your Startron bottle up. Put some in there. My guys right here at Sims, and if y'all watched the live broadcast, boy, I was styling in some new Sims fishing shirts right there on MPFL Live three days in a row. Man, I was looking fresh, feeling fresh, man. Good, good feeling fishing shirts, man. And uh, shout out to Sims for getting me those in time for the MPFL live broadcast. And and uh, didn't get to wear anything on the water this week because I was cooped up in the studio. But this week we're going to go. We're going to go jerk on some. It's going to happen, so I'm going to get to wear some of that Sim gear, Sims gear out on the water. So Sims Fishing Products, want to thank them for sponsoring Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus. And I'm here to remind all of you low lifers, you get one life. Fish it well. The fine people. 
from Pro Guide Batteries, bringing you low-budget live in the traveling circus as well, powering up that X21 Express this year, running those 31 AGM batteries, loving them. I got to see Matt Looney, who's also a Pro Guide Pro down at the NPFL. Matt's a super nice guy. Um, got running the big Pro Guide wrap out there on the NPFL. It was very cool. It was cool to see that. Uh, awesome. Uh, John Sokup actually runs Pro Guides as well. So the, the dream team down there at uh, Ufile, Alabama. But the folks at Pro Guide, I've been blown away by these batteries. I told it last week. Super strong. Hadn't been able to run them down yet, and I've put them in some situations where I should have ran them down already. You can use code LBL10, LBL on the number 10, to get you a discount over there with Pro Guide Batteries. Tell them we sent you. And last but certainly not least, and man, I feel like these cats don't even need a sponsor plug this week. They had three days of sponsor plugs. Lord have mercy, my buddies, Express Boats, the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus, that X-21. And we got to see John Sokup take that X-21 and win him 50K. So awesome, man. So cool. Uh, I, I've been in contact with with Clay and, and Rory from Express, and they were super dialed in on the event all, all weekend, and that was awesome, man. Um, they were, it was so cool to see them pulling for John like that. Such a cool event, man. And uh, that boat, I mean, he put it, you know, to see a dude fishing offshore in this 21-foot aluminum boat, and then you see him up sight fishing as well in the same event, just shows the versatility, man. He's going under dock walkways, doing all kind of different stuff on camera. I'm telling you, I'm telling you with all I got, no sales pitch. It's my favorite bass boat I've ever been in. So much room, huge front deck. So many freaking advantages to this boat. And I just want to thank them so much for being a part of the Luke Duncan experience. Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus and Low Budget Live. Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas. You're going to want to, A lot of y'all are sending me DMs. I'm ordering one. I'm going to the dealer. I'm doing... Heck yeah, man. Tell them I sent you. I appreciate that. that it's, it's been fun being a part of that Express Boats community. I get a lot of messages. Oh, man, I got an X-19. Man, I got, I got an X-21. Man, I'm looking at getting one. So many of y'all interested in the Express lineup and uh, makes me real proud of all you lowlifers out there. All right, moving on. Got to pay them bills. Got to pay them bills. So I, I don't know what else I can say about this event. Uh, I met some amazing anglers, one one of which we're not going to have John Sokup on today. Probably have John on next week, but um, an amazing young man we're going to have on here today that uh, blew, just a million different reasons blew me away this week, and you're going to get to hear his story here in just a little bit. So many guys um, – New faces, great anglers, know what they're doing, can talk the talk, walk the walk, great on camera. Just, but it, but the the most overwhelming thing that I can tell you about this MPFL inaugural event was, it, it was like this brotherhood. And what I mean by that is, everybody. Doubted this tournament trail, Every, including the guy looking you in the camera right now. Two years ago, when it was first announced, I, it's well documented, talked about it, doubted it. And last night, sitting there with all the ownership and Fat Cat and Dudley, it was emotional, man. It was emotional because they pulled it off. They pulled it off without major sponsor help, with the industry not giving a damn. They were doing it for the most part. But I can promise you this. They're not going anywhere, and the industry is going to – well, I'll put it this way. The industry has taken notice. I've already heard 
from different companies in the industry. The industry watched what happened in Ufall, Alabama. Uh, anglerschannel.com came down and covered it. You know, saw Wired to Fish shared it. And, you know, there are certain outlets out there that'll never touch anything that's not MLF related for the most part, you know, but the fishing industry needs to wake up with this deal and they need to get to know these anglers and they need to be a part of what's going on because I feel like down the road they're going to regret it. And I know I would have regretted it had I not been a part of it. And uh, it's just on, we're just on a high right now, man, just as far as how we're feeling. It was just, but me, Dudley, and Fat Cat, it was just this this bond this weekend. Was so much fun. And uh, like I said, all the ownership, good crowd at the weigh-in the final day. The drive-through weigh-in went so smooth. And if you didn't give them a chance before you follow, all I can ask you is before Wright-Patman Lake in Texas, you need to tune in. You need to tune in. We're going to be working hard to get the bugs fixed. What little bugs we had, um, you know, we ran at about 99% yesterday as far as just, you know, everything working. And uh, we just hope to make that 100%. But there's a lot of work going into this deal, man. There's a lot of – and there's a lot of work that goes into every tournament trail, every tournament trail. And I know I'm the most critical guy on a microphone out there judging folks, right? I know I am. I get it. I get it. But there's so much work that goes into all this for everyone. And it was just fun being a part of it because everybody involved really feels like it's special, and it is, and it is. And uh, I will certainly never forget being there when they handed that first trophy to John. Hook up, soak up. How lucky did I get? That came off of my crazy brain. Hook up, soak up, stuck like a freaking I don't know what. And uh, so cool. But, John, Garmin Live Scope, here we go again. I've talked about it for three days, if you guys watch the coverage. But John utilizes Live Scope and a spro jerkbait to, you know, I called it the McDouble. I think the thing's called a McSticks. Mike McClellan's jerkbait, Mikey. And I called it the McDouble because he caught like three doubles on day two. He's watching my live scope. Oh, there's another one chasing it. I'm going to feed it back down there. Just presence of mind, cool, calm, and collected. Now, there was some hot minutes yesterday with some pirates coming in on him, getting on his spot, some local guys, Jack Sparrow, I called him. But uh, truly incredible and proud for John and all, all the rest of the guys in the top ten. I've got a guy from my hometown, Michael Brewer, Good friend of mine traveled with me on the FLW Tour Fishing as a co-owner. He got a check, cut a check down there. His first professional event, man. I could not be prouder of these guys for being a part of something that's a large unknown. It's unknown to all of us, and it's not going to be a lot longer. It's just not. Uh, man, I, I'm, I'm pumped for the rest of the year. But uh, John broke the strategy down on camera so great, but chasing these fish around these brush piles, we, Fat Cat and I shot a – Shot a really detailed video with him last night that should be up soon, but um, really cool, really cool event, really cool. Bipolar, you follow bipolar. I talked about it. You know, you had some sight fish going on, you had some flipping fish going on, but that overall, that offshore bite, we saw Chance Woodard from Texas just wreck them on day two, cranking. That died for him on day three, but he was the only one that realistically had a shot at John. And then if if John. Uh, you know, caught him. He could still catch up, but if he, John stumbled, there were several other guys within reach. And David Gaston, swim jig master, South Alabama, almost, almost put it on him. Landon Tucker finished third. Of course, Landon, J. Todd Tucker's son, freaking uh, great kid, local hammer, 
down there at Ufala, Seminole, catches fish, and he made a big push yesterday with 21 pounds. Just came up a little bit short at the end of it. He had a crazy first day. He lost his boat keys. Lost his boat keys and had to go out in Brad Fuller's backup boat. Goes out there. Then the MPFL folks, this is what kind of people they are. They dug through his boat looking for his keys and found them. They had blown out and were behind the seat. They found them, call him. He comes back in and switches boats. Just incredible, incredible. All while trying to fix the live feed, all while making sure everything's running smooth. Uh, Another another thing I got to say, a a shout-out, Tanner and Travis Lyons, twin visuals. Tanner, who you've heard me talk about before, he shoots boats and pros, shoots the traveling circus stuff that we do. They're, they are our media group, two guys out there taking still. So the the way social media looks, the way our website looks, all that, they're taking, you know, thousands of pictures a day. Could not be more proud. Darian, stupid Darian, give him a hard time. He's he's running MPFL social media, and it's just a great team, man, and it all looks good. I think our website looks beautiful. The pictures are great. The videos are great, the hype reels and things, and, and I think that it's – you know, it's right up there with anything anybody else is doing. That's just my opinion. I mean, as far as the look and the feel, um, it's a it's a good time, man. It's a really good time. And so I, I can't wait for the rest of the year. So congratulations, John Boy. Congratulations, John. And and we've got a John Cox. It's been it's been talked about a lot. And uh John from Ufala, he was actually in the top ten after day one. He got a camera on day two. And I was calling the the one and not only John Cox. I'm going to tell you a quick story. And I, I just got to say this publicly because it really pissed me off, if I'm just being honest. And uh, I, I don't understand people. And I, and I am the most opinionated dude in fishing for the most part. But Scott Martin is completely bothered by the fact that there's another John Cox in fishing. Now, John Cox, John Cox, the fish is the Bassmaster Elite Series, the John Cox, who's won the Force Cup, the John Cox, who's probably going to win the FLW Day, the John Cox, who should be worried about, is not worried about. He's not worried about it. But Scott Martin is on a crusade to tell the John Cox that fishes the National Professional Fishing League that he needs to change his name. And has gone as far as posting that on social media. He was texting Dudley during the, during the live feed, but post that on social media. Oh, John... Uh, how cool is this, man? You fished Ufala and Smith. He's making this case that it's just so confusing for people. It's confusing that two guys have the same name and not in that Jason Christie with a Y, Jason Christie with an IE kind of way. Like Jason Christie with the Y tried to convince people to get followers and things. He never let up, man. And there's bad news around that whole situation, right? I've talked about it. John Cox from Georgia that's fishing the MPFL has just loved fishing forever. He had an Instagram handle and Facebook before John was even on social media. When John Cox won the cup, John got a, uh, the one, not only John Cox from the uh, MPFL, got like this huge influx of followers. People tag him all the time and their social medias, medias are very close. But Scott is pissed about it. Just going back and forth with fans. Keyboard warrior in it. Really kind of out of character for Scott publicly. And it was, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't get it. Like, you got your Elite Series thing going on. And I've heard that he doesn't think MPFL last. And that's fine. Uh, behind the scenes from mutual friends. And that's whatever. But, man, I just don't get it. 
I don't get it. And, and I commented back to Scott because he said to me, or oh, you're not confused trying to be funny and a smart aleck, which is always not a good idea with me. Uh, when I'm tired and been fighting stuff. And it's like, I tell him, I was like, Bubba, I've got way more important shit to worry about than this. We got the live feed. We got all this going on. Like, I don't have time to argue on social media about whether a grown man, a 50-year-old man should change his name because it's the same name as one of the greatest fishermen that have ever lived. Like, if you can't tell the difference, maybe you don't need to be keeping up with tournaments at all. Like, if you aren't intelligent enough to wrap your head around the fact that there's one grown man that has the same name as another man, <gasps> and one's not trying to take advantage of it. Like, that's the... It's it's so stupid. And out of all the positivity from day one, there was some negative stuff about, you know, the feed, and we had our issues with the live stream, right? But out of all... There was just overwhelming positivity... And then at 11 o'clock at night, Scott Martin is commenting about a dude needing to change his name. <laughs> it's just absurd, man. Like, that's that makes no sense to me. Like, you're a dude with a half million followers and you got the world by the whatever, shooting videos, awesome videos, been watching them from the Elite Series, and you're worried about a 50-year-old dude that's just getting to start his pro fishing career and is having the time of his life? Like, go do something else. Lay the phone down. Like, I, I don't know. Like, whatever, dude. I, I talked with John I talked with John Cox about this subject, and he's like, yeah, man, I don't know why he's mad about that. This is John Cox at the FLW, at the Big Five, going, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I'm fixing to win 100 grand. I don't really – I don't think anybody's confused. I mean, Jesus, man. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But, uh, hey, you know, maybe I'll never be that successful to understand why you would go there, but, um, just stupid, man. And, uh, and it took away, in my opinion, it took away from what we were trying to do. You know, it took my eye off the ball for a minute because it was just, it was just silly. But, uh, and I haven't even talked to Scott. I haven't texted Scott. I could, I could, uh, went back and forth with him a couple times on social media, but that's stupid. It's stupid. But I feel like, uh, my job is to talk about things going on. And that was something that happened this week. And it was overwhelmingly just, ridiculous scott's got a million fans rightfully so but it was just like like why would you pick on that dude <laughs> I, I don't i don't get that why would why was that like the subject of the week no, i don't know man um interesting to say the least maybe i would be like locked in focused up on making sure i had all my you know all the goods for pickwick not commenting about a dude with another name of another dude. But, hey, that's me. What do I know? I don't have a half million followers. Or I can't pull off a visor either. I like, I'll throw that out there. Can't pull off a visor. Can't pull off a visor. Never will. Never will. So, hopefully John Cox on the Big Five, the John Cox, will pull it out today. Sure hope that's the case. Our John Cox had a great tournament. Got him a check. Got paid up. The one and not only John Cox down there in Ufala, Alabama. And I hope for any of you watching out there, you weren't too confused by what was going on. I hope not. Um, that the fact that, like, you couldn't wrap your head around the fact that there were two tournaments going on in the state of Alabama that were five hours apart, and you thought that John Cox was in both of them. Now, he's a magic man. He's fishing a lot of tournaments, but physically, it's hard to be in two places at once. So, oh. Uh, 
confusion. Confusion. Text our guest. So we're going to go from some dumb negativity to, to some positivity. Right here. Some positivity. So I met a young man, a 27-year-old man, on the day before the tournament. And this young man, I had heard tell of through the guys at the NPFL. And just nothing but high praises. I'm going to reset a camera. Real fast. Real fast. But nothing but high praises for this young man. And they said, hey, we're going to put a camera on this dude day one. Day one, once you get to know him. And Hunter comes up and immediately just blown away by his personality. Immediately. And he's with a, uh, his travel partner, Paul Browning, who barely missed making the Bassmaster Elites. I think he actually tied with Daryl Gleason and lost a tiebreaker to make the Elites. And Paul's one of our MPFL anglers. And Hunter's in a wheelchair. He rolls up and starts giving me a hard time. He's like, man, I can't believe you body slammed Clay Dyer. And I'm like, damn. So we start, we start going back and forth. But uh, Hunter on day one on camera was so great. And he caught so many fish and ended up in the top ten. So he got a camera again on day two. Hammered him on day two. And, and fell down to 11th or 12th. But still, offshore fishing, we're seeing him move through the boat. But Hunter, what makes Hunter so special, his personality is amazing, his confidence is amazing. But Hunter was born, um, and was born, and nine months later, he came down with bacterial meningitis. And when that happened, he had both legs amputated from the knees down, his left hand amputated, and three of his fingers on his right hand are gone. It's a thumb, and his, he's the most one of the most incredible human beings I've ever met. And he's from Arkansas. He's a great fisherman, a great outdoorsman, a great hunter. And, man, I can't wait to get him on right now. Hunter... Bogman just wrapping up a 27th place finish, got nine grand. He's driving home today. Hello. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Low Budget Live. It won't be. Awesome. The, it's your first time, but most likely will not be your last, if I'm guessing, if, if this week is any indication of what you're <laughs> going to be doing out there. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> So, dude, tell me, what did you think about it? First pro event, came out of there with some cash, taking it back to the wife. That's right. Man, I'm tickled with it. Uh, you know, my goal coming into this deal was to make a check at every tournament to pay the bills and to make the championship. And I was able to leave with good points, good check, doing it a way that, I'm not a fan of fishing, you know, <laughs> and so I'm I'm tickled to death. 
Well, you know, you kind of got on me. I, I post about you, and I said, man, Hunter's putting on an offshore clinic. Y'all make sure you're following Hunter Bogman on Instagram and Facebook if you're not. But I post about you on my story, and I said, putting on an offshore clinic today. And you said, hey, you're going to get me in trouble. My buddies, they're all laughing at me, saying, you you ain't no offshore fisherman. I said I had to take a screenshot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's what you said. Yeah, had to save it. <laughs> save that moment because, dude, you did. You call it. I don't know what the number was day one. Of course, we can see all 10 cameras. We got what's going out over the air, but then we can see what you know what's going on. And right. every time I looked in your box there where you were at, you were just slinging another one in over the side. Dudley and I were just losing our minds. We're like, dude, can we just put the camera on him and keep it on him? Because we were jumping around because you were just catching so dang many, man. Dude, it was so crazy. I think I, I got to think about it this morning driving. I think I there's no way I caught less than a hundred in three days of tournament. No I way. Mean, it was, yeah, I'm it t- was, I agree, would agree. <laughs> thir- Thursday and yesterday, you know, were forty or fifty fish days. Friday wasn't as good. I didn't catch quite as many, but I caught a bunch still. Better quality though on Friday, didn't yes. it seem like? Well, you got yeah. the one big bite on Friday. Yeah, I have one more bite there that I lost. That would have been, you know. I think Friday was my day to have two big bites and have a good bag. And, you know, didn't put it together, but oh well. Well, what, uh, you know, what this year, what made you decide the National Professional Fishing League was where you wanted to be in life? Because something very cool happened, man. And I, and I, you got to cross the professional fishing stage for the first time. And, and that, yeah. that's been a dream of yours. And we did this drive through weigh in. And you rolled up, and you went up there, buddy, and you weighed those fish in every day. But what what made you decide the MPFL was you was your deal this year? Man, it, you know, it's been a goal my whole life to fish at that level, or since I was a teenager anyway. You know, I decided that's what I wanted to do. I felt like I was capable most of the time of being able to do it. And it just it, it fit. You know, I, I wanted to fish bass opens, just never have done it. Fished a bunch of Toyotas got one of the you know loser invites a couple of years ago for the flw tour where it was they reached on down the top 40 or whatever it was <laughs> the loser I mean, invite. I, like well, that. I mean i get you what know, you're saying I didn't really qualify but i got the invite but they're like hey come on fish with us hunter and you're like ah maybe not <laughs> well and man but they were like hey we need to know in three days <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And we need a deposit and i'm like yeah i don't have that um so you know it's something i wanted to do it's I feel like I'm in a place in my life, my career, me and another guy own a couple of detail shops around the house and finally got that where I can leave and, you know, and, and it still run while I'm gone. And felt like it was, I was at a place I could do it. MPFL came up, a good buddy of mine, Chris Williams, that works for Blazer Boats. He called me. He's like, this is something you need to, you need to look into it, man. And I put in an application, didn't really think a lot about it. I'll never forget when Brad called me, and I'm like, dude, that's awesome, man. So, you know, I didn't tell him yes right off the bat because it's still a lot of money. But Right, uh, right. So I was like, yeah, let me see what I can round up. And I rounded up some. COVID kind of, you know, put a pretty good hurt on the the cash sponsorships. But I rounded up some enough I felt like I could get away with it. Had some people at home step up and say, you know what? You know, we don't have a, a business that can advertise, but we want to see you do this. You know, we're going to help you do this. Um, and man, I, I couldn't be more tickled. I told Brad Fuller, you know, with MPFL, I told him, 
one of our first interviews, I'm like, look, man, you know, this is awesome. I want to do it after he told me I had the invite. I said, but I, I've got to be able to get on stage. I was like, it's not fair. You know, I fished, man, I fished 69 tournaments in Arkansas last year. I fished tournaments. 69 events, like yeah. <laughs> like a sickness, man. But I've always been, and I love the guys that run these tournaments at the house. They're all, you know, friends of mine. And even Mark McGuall, you know, he was our BFL director. Yeah, it's great. The series director. Yeah. But, but uh, I've never been able to get on stage, you know. And I'm, I won a Mr. Bass of Arkansas tournament was in the crowd when they called my name because I couldn't get up there. Wow. Uh, so I told Brad, I was like, man, I really want to be able to be on stage. It's not going to be fair to my sponsors if I'm not, you know. I need to be able to be up there to represent them. And, and Brad said, dude, no problem. That won't be an issue. It'll be done. And so – Wednesday, our off day, I went up there and met Al, got on stage, made sure everything was going to go through it good. And I told him, I said, dude, this is it. First time I've ever been on the stage during the way. Oh, man, so that, I'm excited. I, I got chills, man. That's that's so awesome, dude. And watching you, man, nothing slows you down, dude. Like, I don't – I told you earlier we were talking on the phone off the air, and I, I said, I am a guy that gets caught up in negativity, you know, and, and, and lets it get to me sometimes and – and uh, and I like to talk through things, and but dude, you, you've just got this demeanor about you. Like as soon as you came up to me Wednesday afternoon, I was just immediately I was hooked. I was like, dude, this guy, like we could just be buds. If you're here in Tennessee, like we're gonna hang out. Like immediately, I just had this connection. I was like, that that's my guy. I told Dudley, I was like, that's my dude right there. I'm like, I I, I like that guy, and uh, always smiling, man. But dude. Are there ever a time we say all that like you, you, you have like we're talking about this going through the stage, like get on the stage, like that's something that's everybody else takes for granted. I take that for right. granted. I, t- I take everything for granted every day. But man, I watched you in the boat and I watched you tying on a drop shot, pick up that spinning rod. Because I'll be honest with you, Hunter, like I didn't know could you use a spinning rod and reel. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know. Like were you more bait caster? Like we saw you with a jig for two days. Dude, then right. I see you hooked up on a spinning rail. Then I see you leaning over the side because there's no landing nets and freaking lip one and bring it in the boat. And I'm thinking, dude, any person watching this right now, you ain't got a freaking excuse for anything, dude. Like you persevere every day, just normal stuff, dude. You're just out here just slaying it. Like what? I just, I guess what I'm getting at is like, did this come from your parents? Is this your mindset? What you know? Because I know, like I, my buddy, you know Clay Dyer. Uh, everybody knows Clay. My buddy Clay yeah. loves to fish, and is absolutely just like a remarkable human being. He said his mama never treated him any different than his other siblings. He said Luke, my whole life. Now I body slammed him. I will say that I'd, I'd take that. <laughs> I whip him any day. I say right here this camera, but I body slammed Clay on accident, and. He said his mama never treated him any different his whole life. And he had to learn like his brothers learned on different things. And he never, he's like, man, I never use it as a crutch, really. I've just always, she was just, she was hard on me. I mean, did that come from your upbringing? Is that just your mental attitude? Talk talk me through that, man, because a lot of people just would not, they just wouldn't make it, man. They'd be consumed by it. Man, it it did. Uh, My parents, you know, they always, they made sure if I needed some or whatever, they would do it, but they made it real clear that I could do it. Just figure out how, you know, yeah. this, and, I, and I've always said, 
No, I, I got sick at nine months old, so I had never known any different. This right, life, whole life, you know, right, so. every memory. So it's, you know, to me, it's you figure out how to do one thing one way, and I'm going to do it another way, and I think you're doing it backwards, <laughs> even though yeah, I'm Yeah, absolutely, yeah, know? yeah. So it's, and that's, I mean, I'm pretty hard-headed anyway, <laughs> but, but my, yeah, my parents have always treated me like I'm normal and not let me have any excuses, you know, and, and that's helped so much. And then just growing up, I had such a good group of friends and family. You know, my friends would take my, uh, like in high school, they'd steal my wheelchair, like leave me in class, <laughs> go to another class with it. I'd like to be hanging out in the wrong class. But, but, you know, I mean, that's just, that's how it is. I'm just one of them, you know, uh, that's, that's how I want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Of course. And dude, I can say, you say one of them, what you are now is a, is a bass pro, buddy, and you are one of them, and you are a fish catching fool, and I know you're going to do it the rest of the year. But I, I got to ask you, when did you get your first bass boat? When did that? Uh, like, when did you say, "Hey, I want to be a bass fisherman"? Is that something you started doing at a real young age, or was it later in life? When did that come on board for you? Man, yeah, I crappie fished with my family. My family's a live bait meat fisherman family okay you know, for the most hey, part. Ain't wrong with that. Uh, hey and that's it's just too slow for me but no <laughs> I, I did that growing up you know and about 12 or 13 i was like man this is kind of boring i think i want to bass fish you know and i started a little bit i mean my dad bass fished some but never had been in a tournament in his life you know the, the no competitive part of it yeah and uh i started and was like hey this is kind of fun you know and just kind of grew from there you know i played I wore artificial legs through school and okay. high school. And I played, okay. played soccer and basketball, but it, man, I wasn't competitive. I mean, I couldn't run. I couldn't get around like I needed to, you know. But then when I started the uh, the tournament stuff, I was like, man, I can I can be competitive at this, you know. So it it just kind of grew from there. Man, I had a bass boat at fourteen or fifteen before awesome. I had a before I had a truck. I had to have people. <laughs> <laughs> come put me in you know or take my boat to the um ramp but it it grew from there and had i don't know i started getting real serious when i was 18 um and then you know bfl's local stuff team stuff yeah my cousin and i brad he uh brad cheryl he we, we're like brothers i mean we literally we've grown up together we've learned to fish together we've team fished together for years and Man, we fished team stuff for like five years without cutting the check. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe this isn't as fun as I thought it was. You know, we, <laughs> Maybe we're not as competitive as I was hoping. <laughs> Maybe I suck more than I realized. No, but but uh, we won. We were still young. I mean, we were in high school, and we won 4,500 in a big bass tournament on the Arkansas River, which is home. And then about a month later, we won a club championship, won like, I don't know, $1,000, $1,500 which was a lot of money to win as a high school kid fishing, you know, and which then I'm 34. So there was no high school fishing stuff. You know, I mean, it wasn't like now they're all fishing tournaments. I mean, it was, we were fishing against the adults, you know, from the get go. Yeah. And, You're, wait, and we did, I'm going to cut you off. You're 34? Yeah. I've, I've call called you 27. 27. My note sheet that I had said 27 years old. I've called you 27 for three days, buddy. I, I'm Hey, you're welcome. A few years hey, from now, you'll be grateful me. for that. I'm sorry. I wish somebody was, nobody <laughs> said, I introed you into this as 27. I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I'm like, what? I, I feel like an idiot. I, I messed up a few times on live. I called Joe Discerny, Joe DeSerini, like he was some kind of mobster. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it's going to happen. My wife called me the first night. And she was like, how much did you pay Luke Duncan to pay <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what he's saying. I can't hear it. Well, she like, will he call me that? Will he call me 27? Because I feel like that's what my <laughs> wife would say. Can, can he call right. me younger? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was in the age before the high school stuff. So I, me too, me too. It was yeah, it was a, a tough road. But man, once I started, you know, that kind of kicked it off. It was like okay, maybe we can do this, you know. And then we we did fairly well as a team. And then I mean, we still do fairly well as a team now. But you know, then I started individual stuff, and it's it's just grown from there. I you know I had some success at every level up through the Toyotas. That's awesome, man. Well, it seemed like, and Dudley and I talked about it a bunch. That jig was your confidence bait this week. I mean, is that is that what is is that Hunter? Is that what I'm looking at all year? Meat and potatoes. You you like a jig? You like is is that that the deal? Dude, dude that jig is the deal. Okay, that jig is tied on in my boat. I have a dedicated rod and reel for that jig. Okay, that is that's a jig I helped design. I mean that is if I can't catch them, that's the bait. Now I'm who for. who makes that jig? Uh, it's Jig Suey Jigs. Out jig of Suey, okay. Yep, it's a guy like Pig Suey. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, I can't. I I wasn't going to say that because I'm a Tennessee fan, go Vols. But <laughs> uh, okay, Jig Suey. So you you had a you you had uh, helping and design that. And dude, you were fishing that thing deep. You were watching your live scope. It was, and you told me you don't even like to fish that way. Man, I can't, I can't stand it. But it was, <laughs> I was so frustrated by the end of practice that I couldn't figure out how to catch them shallow. Like shallow is my deal. You know, I, I spend fifty or sixty days a year on Arkansas River, fish <laughs> most of those are tournaments. But you know, we fish every week at night and a lot of that weekend tournaments at home. And, and I mean, shallow is the deal. You don't catch them deep on the river. You yeah. Know? And that's and to, to to come to this lake and man, I I was running my head before I left. Told told my cousin i was like oh i'm gonna catch him on a frog yeah this is gonna be bad to the bone and i get there and i'm like i cannot catch a fish it's what we all expected <laughs> yeah it would yeah. be like yeah i mean even us that's what we thought and then you know you get there and you you can't and i just i happened to idle over those fish i mean i was leaving i actually fished the riprap on the dam and sat down had a couple hours of practice left and i was like there's a hump i'm gonna idle over it before i leave for some reason i don't even know why i would you know Top deal is kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, and frustrated. Over it, it was full of fish. I'm like, why? Because it topped out at 27, I think that hump did. And it's like, why are there fish on this hump? You know, spin around and catch a five pounder off of it and leave it. But Unbelievable. That's, that's my last two hours of practice. All I did was go around and graph. I had four of those spots found when the tournament started. And I think now I've got like 15 of them marked because I, they just, even though the, it's through, is crowded as you follow was i never had any tournament competitor of ours or local on anything i was fishing i had no it all kidding. to myself but it's still they weren't i don't know they they were leaving you know pretty bad pretty quick and they were going to get a suntan yeah and yeah. it wasn't holding up and you know every day i caught fish on on places i found that day i'd kind of go through my spots and get the schools broke up to where they weren't biting and i'd just start graphing and looking for something else and Catch a few fish every day on something new. Seemed like. That, it, well, it was a pleasure watching you, man. It was uh, when you get dialed in on that jig, man. You you throw it to the side and you throw it in front of you, and you're like, "There's <laughs> one over here." And on day two, me and Dudley we were just getting cracked. He's like, "Dude, he's all he's surrounded. 
He is surrounded by them. You had a little boat trail. We had a, had a battery issue, man. You had to overcome a lot in this event. Um, and making a long run down there to the dam and, and caught the snot out of them. So you're talking about this shallow thing. So this next tournament, right, Patman, from what I hear, sets up kind of shallow. What other events are you looking forward to it? Are you, you just looking forward to seeing all the lakes, or do you have one kind of in your crosshairs? You're like, that's going to be – that's the one where the world's really going to get to know me. Um, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to all of them. I think Patman will fit my style as, where, as well as anywhere. Um, but I don't know many of these lakes. I have been on Pickwick a couple times years ago, been on Grand once, but it was a full-fledged bedfish tournament when I was there. So I really, I mean, I spent almost my whole practice looking at beds. So I really don't know that much about Grand, you know? Okay. Um, so I, it's all new to me. I think I'm most excited to go north. I've never been north of Lake of the Ozarks ever in my life. So it's awesome to go. And I, you know, that's, uh, Winnebago is not going to be, uh, just a flat out small mouth. Yeah. It's not St. Clair. <laughs> right. Right. But it's still got, small it's got a lot mouth. of fish just, in it. Yeah. I've always wanted to go North. So I'm excited about that one. Awesome dude. And, and there's one more you told me you might, might get a little dicey on. There's something going on in your life. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> A little yeah, bit of a big deal. Of a big Around deal. Harris Chain, you're like, I may have to leave the tournament early. I might be there late. It just depends because you've got uh, a baby girl that's supposed to be here. <laughs> Around yeah, that I time. Do. <laughs> I do. We've got a baby girl supposed to be here on the Saturday of the tournament at Harris Chain. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Definitely going to have to play that by ear. My, uh, my running buddy, Paul Browning, his wife and son travel with us. And I've already got it where his wife will either either drive my truck down i can fly down or if i have to fly out early she'll drive my truck back home to arkansas so it'll work out i'm hoping that it you know i don't mind the mispractice i I hope i don't have to miss the tournament you know right now sitting well in points and like to stay that way so well you know following the history i know you're you're a fish head you're you're following basswood that baby pattern normally really works out for guys and normally you're normally in the top five like when you get to call Hey, it's happening. That's normally how it seems to go in professional bass fishing. So now I'm going to give you a piece of advice because I I fished, I've been out there, I've been keeping up with this for years. If you keep bringing home them $9,000 checks, I mean, I think you're going to be good. You can just stay down there at the Harris Chain. Everything's on Zoom now. Just Zoom it. (laughs) Right? That's that's what the the Uh, doctor, he's he's a fisherman. I was kind of telling him, you know, what's up, and he's like, that's all right. We'll we'll just FaceTime. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're like, hey, Doc. When we FaceTime, do you have a spare room at your house that I might be able to live in? <laughs> yeah. No joke. <laughs> well, Hunter, man, I appreciate you very much. I enjoyed getting to know you this week. Can't wait to get to know you a lot better all year. Can't wait to fish with you. We're talking about we're planning a fishing trip. We're going. Yeah, man. We're going to try to get after him on some of your little sneak sneaky holes out there in Arkansas, hopefully. But because uh, I, I need something that's loaded. Okay, I just need to throw that out there because I'm going to need a lot of bites to even be able to feel it because I don't even know what a bite feels like anymore. So, uh, man, I can't wait to see what you do the rest of the year. Hopefully we'll be covering you in that top 25 championship at the end of the year. But, dude, be safe going back to Arkansas, and thank you for – thanks for everything, man. Thanks for uh, hanging with me yesterday at the weigh-in, and thanks for uh, calling in. Hey, man, I appreciate you very much. Absolutely, Dave. All right, see you there, buddy. All right, man, see you. Hunter, 
Bogman. That is B-A-U-G-H-M-A-N. Make sure you go give that young man a follow. I say young man, hell, he's almost my age. Hunter, I'm going to stop saying that. You ain't a young man. <laughs> yeah, I had, on, I had on a note sheet all week, 27 years old. Had it written down right here, too. Hunter Bogman. Just, dude, I'm telling you, top-notch. Top-notch people. That's what that's what I'm dealing with right now. That's that's the that's the reason that it frustrates me that there's any negativity surrounding what we've got going on because we've got really and not saying any other league does that. They're good, they're great human beings throughout this sport. But we've got some really good guys trying to do something. It's his first time getting on the weigh-in stage in his life. MPFL made that happen. And I, I witnessed this. I witnessed the work they put in to ensure they could get Hunter across that stage. And, man, I, I'm proud to be a part of an organization like that. I've said it a lot today, but uh, just just awesome. Awesome, man. Uh, congrats to John Sokup one more time. David Gaston, Landon Tucker, our top three. Met another dude. Met another one that, that made a – Joe Discerny. Shout out, he's a low-lifer. He was in our top five. He's in our top ten all week, but top five. Called him Joe DeSerini and uh, his family on day one. Nobody telling me how to pronounce anything, right? Redneck all the way. DeSerini, I was trying to church it up, sound fancy. No, that's not how you pronounce that. But uh, he was dropping bombs on him this week, and it's cool covering Joe. He's a big low-lifer. Paul Browning was mentioned there. I met so many good guys, too, too many to name. I mean, I, I tried to shake everybody's hand. Try to put names of faces, you know, and uh, and get to know a lot of these guys. But got to see some of my old FLW buddies that are fishing with us, and it, it was just cool, man. It's a good group of dudes, good group of dudes. Of course, Lunkers, Rob Turkla, uh, made a little bit of a comeback yesterday. Thought he was going to get paid up, but but missed a check there. And uh, he was down there uh, just having fun, man. It's cool just to see guys just having fun. And it's intense. You saw the nerves. But you just saw a lot of smiles, truly. Even the guys that didn't catch them, you saw a lot of uh, a lot of smiles and camaraderie, and, and uh, there's going to be a lot more of that to come. So make sure you go follow Hunter and any other guy. If you see me post about any NPFL angler, go go check out the standings. Go make sure you're following all these guys because what you're going to find is, because that was the number one thing, I don't know any of these. I don't know anybody. Y'all got any big names? Hey, man, y'all got any big names? Hey, any of them big names come over? What about them big names? Well, um, yeah, well, big names are only big names because people know them, and everybody's a nobody until somebody, uh, you know, knows you. So go follow. Go give them a follow, follow along with MPFL all year long. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in this week, for commenting, for sending me messages, for just being lowlifers. Man, I got to meet several folks in person down at follow. Always awesome. People coming up. I'm a lowlife humper. I'm a lowlifer. I'm this, I'm that. It's awesome. Awesome. Always means so much to me, taking pictures with folks and uh, just getting to meet this bass fishing community in person. And, and and there's one thing else I would like to add. It was a sense of normalcy, too. We, we've had a year of not normal, right? And everything that you follow just felt normal again, man. It just felt, I don't know, it was like going back in time a little bit. It was, it was very, very fun. Very fun and good and... Uh, can't wait for the next one. Can't wait for the next one. But before then, I got that bass master open up there at Smith Lake. Got to try to spin and rod me up some. And that bass master open. But just want to thank y'all all every week tuning in, subscribing, 
supporting the sponsors. Just tagging me and stuff. It's awesome. Always tag me in the Instagram stories. I try to share y'all stuff. Y'all make me laugh. You make me smile a lot. Some of you piss me off. <laughs> Just kidding. Kind of. Uh, but it's awesome. Low lifers. As always, I'm going to take you out with my song, Biloxi Blues. And make sure you hug your mama. Make sure you hug your dad. Marty D got to come down to the MPFL. It was a very, uh, I'm not going to say much about it because I'll get emotional, but it was a very cool moment. It was a very cool moment this week. And um, I have wanted to be in this bass fishing world since I was 10 years old. I wanted to walk across classic stages. I wanted to fish professionally, but all I ever knew is I just wanted to make a living in this, and I'm very grateful that I get to. And uh, it was really cool having my dad there, for sure. So I want to thank the MPFL for giving me that opportunity. I want to thank each and every one of you for giving me the opportunity every single week to run my mouth in this microphone. And uh, take care with Biloxi Blues. Be sure, hug your mom and hug your daddy. And we'll see you next time. The Civil War ghost, well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no. and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there